Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the Most Valuable Podcasters. Hey, Jess. Hey, Char. Uh, should we brag about how we just did that without having the intro written out? Yeah. We memorized we it. We memorized it. We're so we memorized good now. two lines of a script <laughs> that we've said every Tuesday for the last five weeks. Listen, the first few weeks <laughs> I had, I needed to have it there. Yep. Uh, now we're good. Welcome back from Thanksgiving. You too, Char. Thank you. I'm we. I'm really glad to be back. I'm a little bit fuller. Are you? I, Did you? You were worried about whether you'd be able to do Thanksgiving. Could you yeah, do Thanksgiving? Not as much as I wanted to. Man, so I saw a, f- a tweet that someone said something about like when I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner, my objective is to die. And I was like, I very much <laughs> wow. felt that last year. And this year, yeah. this year, I was like, you know what? Let's be an adult about wow. this and. I had a lot of pie, but I didn't. I didn't die. You know what? I had a lot of pie too. I went way lighter on the actual dinner and just <laughs> loaded up on the pies. That's what's up. I think it's a way to go because no one needs that much turkey. Real quickly, yeah. What kind of pies did you make? Um, oh, I made two apple pies because the trick is you make one, bring it to Thanksgiving, keep one at home. Yep. What kind of pies did you make? I made a pumpkin butterscotch blondie pie with oh. graham cracker crust oh, and a lemon chest pie with a butter crust that I handmade. You handmade? I'm Because it was gluten-free AF and I'm it was delicious. So proud of you. I don't Thanks. think people realize. I just, I want to brag for a second. Like, <laughs> we're really good at baking. Yeah, we are. And pretty good at cooking. We have big plans for baking in the future, we too. We do. Oh, we do. We're not going to give it away now, but the cake's going to be orange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. This week, we're doing the rundown based on how stressed each news item makes us and we're gonna go um least to most stressed yes and this is because mm-hmm. it's the holiday season officially mm-hmm. and ho- the holidays are stressful and they, they stress really us are out they they do you have to so we're gonna talk through our stress yeah we're gonna talk through our stress because it just it it, it all adds up and you have to buy <laughs> gifts and on black yeah. friday i really just bought stuff for myself yeah, well, you needed furniture. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I built a table last night. Wow. Yeah. You were like the Kevin Durant meme where he's in the <laughs> he's construction, construction costume, like costume, like whatever. Yeah. 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 No, it was that great. Was, yeah. I re- okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> no one needs to know about my bookshelf. Um. So the seventh thing, the seventh thing. First, we're going to talk about. We've oh my gosh, Jeez, no. Lord, I'm rusty. Okay, we have seven things we're going to talk about this week in the yes. rundown. The first we're going to talk about makes us least stressed, which was that Gritty really took over Thanksgiving. Gritty, like he was, yeah, he, he was, was everywhere. The star of Thanksgiving, he was. I don't think I looked at my timeline once on Thanksgiving without some new Gritty content and didn't see Gritty. Yeah, he. Uh, I watched his Instagram story. Did you watch his Instagram story? Can I be honest for a second? You don't follow him. Don't follow Gritty on Twitter or on Instagram. Wow. Because I think you send me all of the relevant. I do. Mm -hmm. I already follow, like I follow all of the athletes' dogs. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think it's fine Um, if I take the lead on this one. Yes. And I'll send you anything you need to know. Well, on Thanksgiving, I'm going to tell you what he did. He was at the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I mistakenly tweeted out to a lot of people that it was New York. And everyone in (laughs) Philadelphia was like, nope. And I was like, my apologies. (laughs) So he was at the Thanksgiving Day Parade and he calls balloons loons. And so he was amazed at all the loons floating around. Oh, my God. And then he almost got run over by a tuba, but he figured it out and then latched on to the back of one of the marching band guys and just sort of like waddled around down. <laughs> and you just saw this video of him joining the parade and then he slowly faded out of Aww. sight. It's really cute. 
Um, there was also that Photoshop that someone made of oh. Gritty with that famous, like, isn't a Norman Rockwell yeah, yeah, painting yeah. where all the people are at the Thanksgiving table and they're all gritty and they're eating a, a gritty <laughs> turkey, which I have to say, yes, that was incredibly disturbing. I agree. To imply that there's more than one gritty out there. First of that's rude. And that they can reproduce, which we already kind of... We- We'll get well, there. I figured, you know, Big True Red and Sweetums, <laughs> it's like a donkey and a horse make a mule and the mule can't therefore reproduce. That's what I thought Gritty was because Big Red and Sweetums had Gritty and Gritty is just you got me with that one. an asexual, <laughs> non-reproducing organism. So Gritty definitely can't have kids. There's all these little Gritty children and then they're eating a Gritty turkey. So a lot of people, I feel like now whenever anything gritty happens, people at us on Twitter, which I love. Which I love. Continue to do that forever. But I got a lot of this one showing (laughs) up. And by the end, I was sort of like, I'm not into it. And then I think you texted me and you you said, I'm pretty sure this is cannibalism. Yeah, it it is. It is. It's gritty cannibalism. Super disturbing. Um, Also, in more relevant sports news, the Flyers fired their general manager. Yeah. And... I have a theory, which is that the Flyers have sucked for a while, and that's kind of been okay, but now that Gritty is in the national conversation constantly, they're like, whoa, our mascot can't be better than our team. Yeah, now people are going to notice our games, and so we need to win them. Yeah. I also think maybe Gritty staged a coup. Wow. And Gritty will now be the new acting general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. He'd probably do a better job. Can you imagine? That would be wild. The first mascot GM. Making yeah. breaking ground. All right. Uh, Not, number six. No. <laughs> <laughs> the things that make us stressed. These weren't terribly stressful, which were the Thanksgiving NFL games. Yeah, they were all great. Mm-hmm. They were they were good enough games that I wasn't like bored, mm-hmm. but they were close enough. Well, no, I said that the wrong way again. I can't I can't ever say this. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to you yesterday you and were. I also which was that couldn't say it. The games were good enough that mm-hmm. I wasn't bored, but they were bad enough that I could sleep during them and not miss like a huge play. Yes. Which there, is and there also exactly what you want on Thanksgiving. Exactly. And there also weren't any matchups that if you slept through, <laughs> it didn't really, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, like the Bears, Detroit, that, that game was really good, but it was like 11 a.m. So you're probably not going to sleep through it anyways. But, you know, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the Bears won. Right. Like it wasn't like terribly close. No one thought the Lions were going to win and then the Bears <laughs> won and then and Matt Tri- Patricia in his little shorts had to Oh, oh poor little Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears had some incredible touchdown celebrations. Yeah. The Motown one which you pointed out was really disrespectful. Right, cuz it was in, in Detroit. In Detroit. And it, yeah, it they this Bears team feels a lot like the this shuffle in 85 bears which Ooh, is, they just have a really good it. they have a really good defense they do they do they have a quarterback who's like funny and fun and tweets bizarre things when he's in college mitchell trubisky which you know jim mcmahon would have done if he had twitter back in oh for the sure 80s, so also our friend mitch grew a nice he's not really our friend but now he is he grew a mustache does he still have a mustache i don't know but that's incredible it was so good really big pro mustache podcast um yeah the falcons played the saints and the falcons falcons again yeah the falcons cannot what did they do in that game they i was... fumbled the ball to, like in the red zone like 17 times like mm. they they looked like they could have made it a competitive game mm-hmm. and then just continually literally dropped the ball and <laughs> It just it sucks when you're someone who drafted Julio Jones and Matt Ryan in fantasy in like three different leagues. You have them in a but lot of leagues, both of them. I also like I like Atlanta. Like they're I do too. they're one of my teams in the NFC that I 
appreciate. Yeah. Like I, there are very few sports teams that I have a neutral opinion to, or like, you know, don't vehemently hate or love. Yeah. But mostly hate. But they're like a neutral team, so I yeah. like. I like. You know. I agree. I also weirdly know a lot of Falcons fans, and they're yes. people that I generally really care about. So watching their hearts break over and over, it's just it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to all of our Falcons fans. We love you, we feel, even if your team doesn't. We, I was a I you know I was born Cubs fan. <laughs> yep. And for twenty two years, I watched them. It was miserable. Suck a lot. You so also I feel tweeted. Your pain. You tweeted. <laughs> Lol. Imagine being a Falcons fan, and I felt that so deeply because uh. then I tried to imagine being a Falcons fan. And I was like, this is too dark. Anything I tweeted after 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving, I was I was so full. We should go cleanse I, our timelines. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> tweeting it, but truly, I can't imagine. Like, no. It's just... Shout out to you guys. You're real troopers. Losing that Super... Like, the only thing worse than them losing the Super Bowl after being up 25 points would be if New Orleans won the Super Bowl in Atlanta this oh year. My God. Which could legitimately It's going to happen, happen, Jess. You just spoke it into existence. It's going to be so sad that would be LA. fun though a super bowl <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh number five tiger woods versus phil mickelson in the match which was like some sort of celebrity stunt does this stress you out yes do you know <laughs> not not a ton but do, do you know why this stressed me Just out tell me because so bleacher report streamed it yeah and the um the stream didn't you had to pay 20 bucks but when i went to the site because i was con- I was considering paying 20 bucks right. for this because it felt like something I should maybe be aware of. And it was just streaming for free. Yeah. So I was really stressed Someone for the person up. who really messed up. Because they got probably got fired. Like, it, yeah. how do you... It's like your one job's to, like, <laughs> you're in charge of the stream. People pay for it. Make like, sure they can. Yeah. And you just yeah. don't do it right. It's something sad. funny was that Darren Ravel at ESPN, who is reportedly not going to be at ESPN. Wow. Oh. Times um, are changing. You know, like this. The times they, they are, are changing. That was pretty good. We yeah, sounded like good. Bob Dylan. <laughs> um, Which is not a compliment. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he tweeted out like, hey, anyone trying to pay for this game is actually getting it for free. And and I was like, dude, that's like telling. That's like the teacher when the teacher forgets to assign homework or and, forgets to collect homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, and um, like um, the one person at the end of class. Me? Yeah, yeah, professor. And then so I tweeted that, and someone was like, um, actually, he's telling the students in this case. And I was like, no, dude, this guy is such a big following. Everyone a Bleacher Report is going like, to see this right. and try to fix it if he they didn't like already know. Over a million followers, two million, and like clearly people in the biz follow him. So someone at Turner was probably like, oh. <laughs> No, I'm sure they were already aware of the problem. But yes, they were. Even so, Darren. Yeah. Don't ruin this Such for us. Snitch. Don't ruin this. Don't ruin this for us. Um, uh, anyway. But what did you think of the match itself? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the actual sports. Um, I didn't think it was great. I think we have slightly differing opinions here. Yeah. I am not, I don't love watching golf. Like, I like it and I like the Masters. And that is where we differ in exactly. opinion. Because I love golf. Jess is obsessed mm-hmm. with watching golf, which I totally get. Um, but I felt that this was it was a lot of small talk between Phil and his and just whoever happened to be around him and he was breathing heavy into the mic and it wasn't I think if you're gonna if you're gonna make this work yeah seriously it was like and I was like you are just walking and slightly out of shape right and I think Aww. if you're gonna make this work you need to have two guys who are either super compelling just talking right. or more than one match going we on. were saying yesterday like if it was Tiger and Phil versus like Ricky and Jordan Spieth or oh. something that would be that would have been better golf. television but uh, like my my thing is that like I I didn't hate it because I think having golf on on like the Friday after Thanksgiving is just a great 
it's like I want to really I want to just lay there and yeah. listen to golf and like do nothing else. So I didn't I didn't really mind that it wasn't a great match. Like neither of them played particularly well, which I think is a huge was probably the main issue with it. Yeah. Like there were no shots that were I was like wow like what they shoot like sixty nines or seventy like, so like they shot either. under par. Like they're both still great golfers relative. Like but obviously. if they had lit up the course, yeah. Um, but. I've lost my train of thought. I, I don't. I oh, don't, you were saying we need to raise the stakes. Well, yeah. So like a nine million dollar charity things, like not like it's not. But so you had the idea. Oh, <laughs> like first of all, like they both make so like tens of millions of dollars a year. So like right. nine million dollars to them is nothing. Also, I don't. I don't think it's like. I think it's just going to charity. Right, and which, no like, one you watches could, to you be like, just, where'd the nine million dollars? Right, go? like you can Tiger Woods can write a check for right. nine million dollars and donate it to charity. Like that's not a difficult thing for him to do i'm sure but um you said that the stakes should have been if phil won Mm -hmm. he would have to put on the mac daddy santa yeah when if you're not aware of tiger woods mac daddy santa just google it it's unreal he's wearing no shirt and a santa hat and like a goatee it's like bleached yeah um if phil had to do that if phil had to do the mac daddy santa and then if tiger lost he'd have to do the phil dance from that commercial where phil's like doing the like what Napoleon Dynamite yeah, yeah, dance, yeah. basically. That like those are stakes that I would have, like I would have been locked in. Same. And I think the other thing that this was getting back to my point earlier, like mm-hmm. they didn't pl- both didn't play particularly well. And then also when you have two golfers who are like serious professional golfers, mm-hmm. they're not gonna fuck around for the back nine and like you know talk to the camera and like ham it up. Like they're gonna right, be locked. No, they're in. playing like, golf. They're like extreme. Like they're not gonna disrespect the course. Like they're locked in. And like I think that's why it just doesn't really make for. A fantastic com- television yeah. event. If you're a gambler, though, I'm sure you loved it because oh, yeah. you probably lost a lot of money and did it having fun. Yeah, which exactly. Is like, which is what gambling sports is. are for. <laughs> yeah. No, I if if uh, if Phil had to dress up as Mac Daddy Santa or Tiger do the dance, I I think that's the answer. I think we solved it. Yeah, so we did. Stressful games. You're welcome. No, yeah, you're welcome, Turner. Uh, number four was NFL Sunday because yeah. there were some stressful games. We're going to start with New England uh, versus the New York Jets. Yes. Uh, looking at you, producer Matt. Um, <laughs> I was stressed about this and because the Jets and the Pats were tied in the third quarter and the Jets quarterback was Josh McCowan. <laughs> and that's yeah. not a great look for New England. Nope. But then they won, so that was nice. Um, One thing that stuck out to me from this game that everyone is talking about was the ball grab heard around the world. Mm -hmm. So Cordell Patterson on the Pats on the Pats was like laying on the ground, and there was a Jets player, Henry Anderson, like who was on the pile, who was like standing near him, getting off the pile. Cordell Patterson grabbed his man Man parts parts. (laughs) and like squeezed oh, <laughs> it was oh i can't even yeah we're yeah um but the video went on around face or twitter facebook <laughs> <laughs> my grandma saw it on facebook <laughs> sorry um it, the video ran, went around twitter and everyone was like oh my god like right. well, and then he had like an all-time quote after the game yeah and <laughs> from a patriots player this is stunning jess i'm gonna let you read this because i don't really want to say i it. don't want to say it but i'll say it okay he said quote i'm a grown man i don't need no one's ass and dick and balls in my face Ugh. and like yeah you're right you don't <laughs> but he was standing next to you he wasn't he wasn't in your face so that's a really interesting it, yeah it reminded me a lot of in 2016 when christian wilkins mm-hmm. on clemson's team did this in the fiesta bowl to an ohio state player and it turned into like this whole 
like scandal oh, like right. people were freaking out about it like people online were like this is sexual assault like mm-hmm. he you know he should be kicked off the team like it went it went far and then like clemson's one of their linebackers ben bullware like had this like two-page long like <laughs> response didn't he say something about how like this is what men do well or, like, yeah this it is was what like a, the sports yeah. is he's like you're weird if you don't do this it's uh, football and i was like hmm. listen i'm not a doctor <laughs> or a football player but i feel like you cannot do this and be fine uh yeah i've never played football in college or in the a NFL, professional capacity but i have to imagine that doing that is not normal hence why when we see it happen on tv everyone's a little bit shook Totally and it becomes agree. a thing that we talk about. <laughs> if podcast. it happened all the time, I think we probably yeah. wouldn't talk about it. Right. And we'd be like, oh, or we'd be one. always talking about it, but we're not. <laughs> Speaking of not talking about it, talk to me about Denver, uh, the Broncos oh, Steelers yeah. game, because I didn't watch this at all. Just an awful ending for the Steelers, but like Denver looks good all of a sudden. Um, the thing that stressed me out is that the Steelers. Had a fake field goal pass to Alejandro Villanueva, who a was a trick tackle. play. Yeah, they passed the ball to a tackle, and then they ended up losing the game. And I'm like, we wasted a, a, a incredible, very good trick play in a loss. Like to that, the Broncos, ugh. they're not even good. No, they're not bad though. I know. Like they could, st- they could definitely win the AFC West. Yeah, shout out my birthday buddy Von Miller <laughs> he, he was born a day after me and last year when we were at the Super Bowl um I got him to agree to have a joint birthday party with me yep. and I followed up a few times and he was like still waiting to hear back from yeah, Von I think he just sort of sent back emojis and was like haha and I was like okay well thing, I'm serious about this <laughs> you're not the thing that was the most stressful about the Steelers game mm-hmm. so I was I had to fly home from Thanksgiving like in the middle yes. of the game I originally booked my flight at 10 o'clock at night so that I could could watch the Steelers game. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, because I'm smart. Yeah. And then there was a huge snowstorm, so I had to book my flight earlier. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to watch Red Zone on the plane, obviously. like Very hard to do. Doesn't work, but I tried. I had to at least try. I'm proud of you. So then I, we landed, and I was like, oh, great. I'll be back in time to see the fourth quarter. <gasps> oh, and then you had the- I got in a cab ride from hell. We yeah. drove around in circles around Midtown. I finally get back to my apartment, like, over an hour later. Mm-hmm. My, um, Mind you, LaGuardia is... M- Less than 10 miles from my apartment. And, <laughs> and it there took, was no traffic. Took, there was no traffic. And I finally get home. There's four minutes left in the game. I turn it on and it's blacked out. And I'm like, <laughs> sick. Well, we're, okay. Well, I'm in some personal news. I'll tell you guys about my travel experience. Yeah, Charlotte's was worse than mine. Well, it was well, more embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry for your loss. That sucked. On multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, number three. This is still has to do with um, NFL Sunday from this past week, but it was was the most stressful thing was watching at the end of the Browns Bengals game. Now the Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson was fired, went to the Bengals. If you remember as assistant assistant to to the regional regional manager, manager. right? Yes. Um, And they played each other. Mm -hmm. So everyone was like, Oh, what is Baker Mayfield? What, what's their react? Like interaction, blah, blah, blah. It was a whole big thing of how were these two teams going to approach each other? So after the game, Baker Mayfield is sort of standing on the field, milling around, and you see there's video of of Hugh Jackson sort of beelining it for him, like weaving around people trying to get to him, and he goes in for like a handshake hug thing. You know that thing? It's a very male yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like the handshake. Like, I want to shoulder right now, shoulder bump. No one, yeah, can, no one see can see us, us but we're doing like it's like a. Uh, it's a handshake like a, and then yeah, like a uh, hand on the yeah, back, like a. Uh, Hugh it's Jackson. It's not like a uh, like right. a hug. 
No, it's and a, it's not like a yes sir. Handshake. It's a it's a halfway intimacy like a, between yeah. handshake and hug. Right. And Hugh, we think, was going for that. Everyone on Twitter was saying he was going for a hug. He wasn't. He was going for the half I think, hug. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. a uh, like a shoulder. Anyway, Baker sticks out his hand, keeps him literally at <laughs> arm's length, doesn't speak yes, to him. He was like, I wish you guys I could wish see you our could hand see us. <laughs> I wish you could see us. You can't see us, but we're doing we're it. We're nailing it. And Baker was like, No, no, right. please. He Heismaned him yeah, a little he bit. He kind of did. He kind of did. Hit him with the stiff arm. He's like, hey, and remember then, when I won this? And then, like, Hugh Jackson, like, patted him on the head. He also, you know who else he patted on the head? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, who was it? Because I, I think it was Demarius Russell. Yeah, who intercepted the ball against the Bengals and then went to the sideline and handed it yeah. to his former coach, which is a lot. Talk about Petty Hall of Fame. That, Maybe we should just induct him right now. I think now. right now, Demarius Randall. No. Russell. Russell. I don't know. You have Russell written here, but I defer to you on all things. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what is this guy's name? I think it's Demarius Randall. Demarius Randall on the on the We can cut this part. <laughs> Wait. How the sausage is made. Yeah, it was Demarius Randall. Okay. I wrote Russell. Okay. I well, have Russell Russell on the mind always. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> a lot of people. Me most of the time, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so the Hugh, the Hugh interactions with his former players. Yeah, so Demarius Randall intercepted the ball and walked it over to the sideline and handed it to Hugh Jackson. And Hugh Jackson like patted him on the head like a little puppy. Like, and kind of shook his head a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, Hugh, man, you, like you got to work like on the, that. That's like a very human instinct to be like, oh, someone's handing me something. I have to stick out my heart, my hands and my accept arms. it. <laughs> I have to stick out my arms and accept it. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, like just let like don't. It's, right. It, like his instincts were like, oh, yes. What are you giving me? Oh, a ball. Great. But it's like, no, no. It's no. like, oh, you just got no, owned. No, oh. you just got owned. So <laughs> put he, your hands down. Put your hands down. <laughs> right. Don't touch it. <laughs> so afterwards, um, obviously, Baker was asked about this, about why he didn't really talk to him. And and Baker said that um, he didn't like that the coach went, that Hugh Jackson goes to coach a divisional rival. Yeah. And. We fair, but I understand that. I think if I were Baker, I would be feeling like, hey, here's this guy who was a terrible coach for two years, almost really messed up my rookie <laughs> season. And I, what would have graded on me the most is that afterward, if it's one thing if Jackson had owned up to it, if he'd been like, yeah, I had a terrible record. Right. Or like, yeah, I'm not head coach material. Exactly. But it's too much for me. I need to be a coordinator. Exactly. Or like a, or like a play coach. Like, exactly. Yeah. Instead, Jackson goes on this tour where he blames everybody but himself and then goes to a divisional rival. So, yeah, if I'm Baker, I'm pretty pissed about that. Yeah, I I, I definitely see it from Baker's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I also see it from Hugh Jackson's perspective where it's like, hey, Marvin Lewis is offering me a job. I have a chance to maybe redeem myself. Yep. But it's like, also, you're coaching with Marvin Lewis on the Bengals. You're never... You're probably not, not going to redeem, redeem yourself. Because you're, A, a bad coach, and B, the Bengals are almost as hysterically terrible as the browns yep and now andy dalton's out for the rest of the season so that's gonna be fun but i don't know it's uh not a good time to be a Bengals fan i guess Uh, baker kind of comes out of this like he looks great i'm a a badass and like i'm you know and i'm confident in myself and like i'm confident enough i don't need to to tell you how i I don't need to kiss hugh jackson's ass anymore because like i'm the star of this team now he is he's better than hugh now i mean he always was but like he's in the in the public eye, he has proved that. Uh, yeah. 
Number two thing that's stressing me out a little bit is that the Celtics kind of suck. I mean, they don't suck, but they were supposed to be like the best and they're in seventh place. They're like extremely 500 right now. Yep. And yeah. I mean, they did win a Monday night, which was nice, but. So they're one game over 500. Yep. Congrats. Which is stinky. It's better than the Bulls. Yeah. So, I mean, that's true, but Bull I mean. star Zach Levine, just like uh, Kyrie Irving. Very talented and. <laughs> the exact same caliber player. Of the NBA. I'm stressed, though, because last year at this point, they had won, what, like 15,000 games in a row, and they did it without Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward might be... Is he... So now he's back, and they're not great, so I'm kind of like, is this like when you put too much sugar in a cookie? I've never heard of such a thing. It's cloying. They say it on the Great (laughs) British Bake Off. Well, that's absolutely scrummy. Oh, this is scrummy. It's a little (laughs) cloying, though. I think you could have done with a little less sugar. I would like a little bit of spice in this. A little acid. Anyway, um, <laughs> acid, not ass. Um, <laughs> I thought you were saying ass. Number one most stressful thing was college, every every college football every game college this football weekend. rivalry game. Uh, yeah, Michigan's game, LSU, Texas A&M, the Clemson game, the Notre Dame game, of course, the Washington Washington State game, the Oklahoma West Virginia game, even the Alabama game at halftime was close. Every game was good. And this is why Rivalry Weekend, which is a hard thing to say. Rivalry Rivalry, rivalry week, week. is a it, it is the most stressful time of year. It's, it's the also, best, but it is the most stressful. Well, it's very cool to see, like, even teams that aren't great will really step it up yes, for Rivalry like USC, Week. Like, USC has been terrible mm-hmm. all season, and then they play Notre Dame at home at night, and suddenly JT Daniels looks like next... Uh, I don't know, Mark Sa- Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, like uh, Sam <laughs> the Darnold, next, the next guy great, drafted the next, really high who the next shouldn't great have been USC quarterback <laughs> to suck in the pros. <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, what a what a classic tradition. I love. It. I'm I love. So proud I mean, of it's him. like who, what Notre Dame quarterbacks have been great in the NFL. Oh wait, <laughs> Joe Montana. Oh sorry, Joe sorry. That was like actually 30 years ago. So who the fuck cares? But you know what I mean. I still care. I love Brady Quinn. Anyways, uh, so Michigan Ohio State was really close. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, I totally got, watched I that got, game. You I got, got me. You. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Urban Meyer, once again, owns Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, his f- famed Michigan defense led up 62 points. Um, this was just a big, I, I, as someone who doesn't like either team, but mm-hmm. like dislikes Michigan more, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were I was like the meme of the guy, the or the gif with the guy who's just like, Oh, trying not to yes. smile, but smiling. I that was me. have a thought about this, which is that as someone who did not follow college football really closely until like last year, um, I in the air was always this sort of idea that Michigan was great. And they're not bad. <laughs> you were talking about Phil Collins first. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could have an entire podcast just about Phil Collins. You were like in the air, and I was like, I can yeah. feel it. Um, God, I just watched that video of Baker doing the air drums a million times. Anyway, what I was saying is yes, that sorry. Michigan no, it's, it's okay. That Michigan fans, I mean, ugh, Michigan as a team, they've never been in the playoffs in this new system, right. newish system. They haven't won the Big Ten in like over twenty years or something. Right. And I always somehow maybe there are just a lot of Michigan fans in my life, but I had it in my head that Michigan was one of the great all time like programs. Yeah. And sure, they're very good, and yet Jim Harbaugh can't beat Urban Meyer. I don't know. I just I, I feel like as I become a little more aware of it, I'm I'm realizing that maybe there is Michigan some is a very sol- solidly like nine or ten win team every year that's gonna beat up on all the shitty Big Ten teams. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing though. Like this year, the Big Ten really isn't 
good. Like mm-hmm. Northwestern, North western won the big 10 west it's just not it was not a competitive conference this year normally you at least get like a really good iowa team or a really good nebraska team or you know someone from the west steps up this year you just kind of didn't didn't. have that no even like penn state wasn't great this year right so you have michigan with 10 wins who they've beaten essentially no one like their their season was bookended by losing to their like two biggest rivals and I guess they beat Michigan State, which like Michigan State also was not was not great this year. They almost lost to Rutgers this weekend. Ooh. So it's just like, how do you even measure success? Like, I, if you're Jim Harbaugh, I'd go back to coaching in the NFL. <laughs> I think I'd just be like, you know what, I, my khakis and I are getting out yeah, of here. Yeah, I just uh, like the thing is though, Michigan's not going to do better at, for, with a head coach. Never, than Jim Harbaugh. No. Like winning ten, games, I wouldn't fire him. And this I, is, if I were Jim, I would just leave. I agree. And this is where I will say I. In the Nick Saban, Alabama era, mm-hmm. I think winning 10 games or a conference championship or making a New Year's Six Bowl game, which Michigan could still play in the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. I think that is should be a mark of success. I don't think winning the national championship should or, you know. With Alabama is, and Nick Saban in the picture, it's kind of like the national championship doesn't even exist. <laughs> like, you have to play for something else because you right, probably like, won't. And like, the fact that Clemson beat... Alabama. Well, they needed like Deshaun Watson, one of the best college football quarterbacks right. of all time, in my opinion, um, probably a lot of opinions, to beat. And like, it still was a and those game that came around down to the last the second, like right. it, the last play of the game. Won I actually it. did watch that. Really, I'm so Are proud, you proud of, of you. Me? Yeah. Um. So on Saturday night, I was lying in bed. It was around midnight, <laughs> and I checked Twitter because I had not been watching college football. I needed a second. I was on hour like forty-seven of watching college football, and I figured you would be, so yes. that it was okay if I right. if I didn't watch every game. <laughs> um, and but I checked Twitter, and I saw that the LSU Texas A and M game was in the seventh overtime. Yeah, that was one of like that was so great. So a thing that stinks is when your team's playing and there's mm-hmm. another really good game on, and you're like, oh, I hope my game ends before that one does so then I can watch the rest I got to watch like the entire Notre Dame USC game and then watch six overtimes of the LSU Texas A&M game my favorite thing about the Texas A&M LSU game is that coach O of LSU got doused in Gatorade and then the game went on for like two more because they thought they'd won and then they hadn't and then the game went on for two more hours and then they lost so he had to coach wet and then lose yeah so we we both agree that if we're ever head coaches mm-hmm. super plausible scenario yeah when we are head when coaches. we're head coaches if when we win the national championship or a big game please our players mm-hmm. please guys do not dump cold gatorade on our heads so here's the problem i have always thought that this is the worst part about being a coach. I hate being wet in clothes and I hate yes. being sticky and yes. wet in clothes. And yet if I, when I am a head coach, I will not say to my players, we're, we're going to ask you now because once, once I become the coach, I can't be like, Hey guys, don't douse me and Gary. Right, Cause then you then sound I'm like, a killjoy. and you sound like a presumptuous, like, Oh, we're, when we win, don't douse me. Exactly. And, but, you know, to your but team, like, you have please, to be like, <laughs> we're saying it now. Yeah. Don't drench us in Gatorade. Uh, there was actually, I saw this on Twitter this morning. There mm-hmm. was a head coach of a high school football team who got a cold Gatorade bath or water bath mm-hmm. or something. And he like freaked out, grabbed one of the guys who dumped it on him, was like face mask and got in his face and was like, like, don't fucking do that. Like he got pissed. Oh my God. And then in like the post game interview, someone asked him about it and he was like, yeah, like I'm don't, I'm not. Don't wow. He was pissed. Wow. And I was like, LOL me. That's us <laughs> as a coach. Us. Um, 
There was a big fight too, right? Oh yeah, there was a big fight after the game. Apparently, Jimbo Fisher's nephew was involved, and for Deb, that's the coach of Texas A and M. My mom asked me to tell her who, who the people are. Um, yeah, the tech coach, Jimbo Fisher's the head coach now, and his nephew apparently like who goes shoved, to Texas A and M shoved someone like punched or shoved. It's like whole thing's still. He punched or shoved an LSU guy on the sideline who had a pacemaker on. Yes. Which is a terrible look. I mean, granted, I'm assuming he didn't know that the guy had a pacemaker on. Right, but it's like, don't shove anyone to begin with. Especially Especially if you're the coach's nephew. Right. And you're punching someone who has, like, a pacemaker that, like, if you F it up, it could, like, end their life. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how pacemakers even work. All I know is that Mike Dick had got one over Thanksgiving. And he's yes, he did. 2-0 against heart attacks, so <laughs> that's what's up. Um, yeah, so moral of the story is don't douse people in Gatorade unless you're really sure <laughs> they, they won the game. They won the game. And don't punch people on the sidelines. Ever. Just in general. Yeah. Great. Sweet. Uh, okay, so moving on. Let's – should we just – should we talk about what we have – should we talk about yeah. Notre Dame's Let's talk about Notre perfect Dame. season? Um. I want it. First of all, I would like to congratulate you, Thank you. because your college football team. There's Charlotte clapping for me. Yep, there, there it is. is. That was actually just clapping for herself. <laughs> um, your football team didn't lose a single game. You know what's strange? No, waking up every Sunday for 13 weeks happy. <laughs> Was that new for you? It was the first time I think I've had a fall in a in a long time where I've been, and, Cle- and like I'm a Clemson fan too, mm-hmm. not as not as big as a Notre Dame fan, but like both teams went twelve. Like both teams I are could undefeated cry right now. I'm so happy I, for it's you. Just, it's just so great. I'm to also win all happy for me as the newest Notre Dame fan, um, <laughs> and I'm waiting for my honorary degree in the mail. I I looked up fake Notre Dame diplomas <laughs> last night because we were. <laughs> joking about that they're expensive are they even the fake ones are like you can bucks. buy fake ones for two hundred dollars yeah that There's seems a website like a... with fake diplomas and they were like what is it called fake doctors.com called fake diplomas.com they won't forge a medical license or a like law license or anything like that well that makes me feel a little better <laughs> um but they are pretty legit looking diplomas wow well you know maybe we'll just budget that into the show for for next season um I do want to say that they haven't lost a game since I became a fan, and the Red Sox won the World Series. They haven't lost a game since we started this podcast. I'm just saying, I think this podcast... They haven't started, lost a game since Brian Kelly dropped on one knee and threw up the deuces. Wow. You're right. So you're welcome, everyone. Everyone. We, we, all the, we're welcome, and thank you Here's, for listening. <laughs> back, back to my rant about yeah. not winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. And like this is a super unpopular opinion that I think people probably will disagree with me on. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, and this might change in a month yes. when the game gets closer, because I'm for sure going to the game. The for sure the the playoff. Oh yeah yeah the yeah. The playoff game, like without a doubt in oh, my mind. No, you'll um, be there. I am content mm-hmm. with this season and the success that Notre Dame has had in the last 13 weeks. And barring a super embarrassing loss to, like, Clemson, which I, I don't think Clemson is going to murder Notre Dame if they mm-hmm. played each other, um, I'm okay with them not winning the national championship. I'm okay well, with that. that I, is I don't want that to happen. I want them to win everything. But I feel like for a team that's not in a conference and plays a difficult schedule every year and a team that really no one expected to be successful this year to mm-hmm. make it to the playoff, 
Without losing a game without is a big lo- deal. Like it, I feel like that is a that is great. No, I think that's right. And I think going that undefeated is fucking hard. We can't expect so. anyone to beat Alabama. <laughs> like at the when we were at the yeah. Notre Dame game at Yankee Stadium and those the some fans started chanting, We want Bama and you were like, No, we don't. <laughs> like, no, 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 we no, really don't. No, no, I don't. Maybe in a month I will. But right. like right now I's like, no, let's just let's enjoy. Just, let's, let's let's sit enjoy. In this. I feel really good just soaking in my 12 wins i'm so happy for you thank you I should feel... we should we just end the rundown on that note let's do it the burst sonic toothbrush limited edition rose gold whoa i love a rose gold this is a fancy toothbrush i love a good rose gold i do too my iphone used to be rose gold before i, I smashed it and had to get a new one Wait, and mine's right only is get that a black regular one. i don't know uh it looks watch rosy rose gold. yeah so we're fancy boys over here fancy boys love the low rose gold <laughs> sonic first toothbrush and the average person we've told you this before we'll tell you again only brushes their teeth for 45 to 70 seconds when the recommended brushing time is two minutes i read an article mm-hmm. like recently about how like some men just like don't brush their teeth at that's all that's gross why would you do that apparently it's like super common that for like, dudes yeah like okay don't be those dudes yeah that's like one of the grossest things i've ever heard in the my sonic birth toothbrush has a two minute built-in timer so that it'll help you not be those dudes um oh and this is my favorite fun fact about toothbrushes which is that the first ones were tree twigs <laughs> um and every time i read that on this ad read i'm like wow we have come a long way like how like how just like i how? i think about it a lot what were the what were the bristles probably little offshoots how does that or just a stick does, maybe there weren't bristles how does that clean i'm picturing like the little stick bugs what if you accidentally picked up a stick bug and then you were like trying to brush your teeth with it and it That's, wasn't a stick you'd be so out of luck but you know what the thing about the burst <laughs> the burst uh the burst sonic toothbrush is that it's best known for its charcoal infused super soft bristles love and that charcoal removes surface stains and it's an antimicrobial which is a hard word to say and helps keep the bristles hygienic for the lifetime wow of jess what is this the most powerful motor on the market it is it's uh the most powerful motor on the market at 33,000 i can't read 33,000 33,000 rpms which um, is like an rpo but for toothbrushes for toothbrushes how long is a battery life Four weeks on just one hour's charging. And did you have 10,000 dental professionals switch to Burst? No. 100,000 subscribers are loving their Burst brush. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, I can't read numbers. Yeah. (laughs) That was rude. I shouldn't have set you up for that. Anyway. uh, Priced at $99.99. The limited rose gold edition brush comes with a beautiful matching travel case and automatic membership to the Burst subscription replacement program that sends you a new brush head every three months for just $7 each. It's a great deal. Yeah. Really great deal. Go to BurstOralCare.com to get your limited rose gold Burst Sonic toothbrush and use our promo promo code MVP at checkout to get 10% off your order. What's that website? Burstoralcare.com with the code MVP for 10% off. Do people want to miss out on this special offer? Absolutely not. So go to burstoralcare.com today and don't forget to enter our promo code MVP for 10% off the new rose gold toothbrush. It's not a tree twig. Unprotected segs. This is, I love these. 
Um, this, that is why, like, Notre Dame will never put me on a, a notable alumni list because we say unprotected half of our sex. Podcast is called unprotected sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for Damn either it. of my schools to call me, but yeah, you know. I'm kidding because they wouldn't. Whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> notable alumni. Um, we're naming ourselves. Listen, if I can name myself a graduate of Notre Dame, I can also name you a notable alumni <laughs> for them. I'm not not notable. You're not not notable. <laughs> I'm extremely yeah. No, notable. come on, Ta- you give are. me a couple years. You're not. No- you're you're notable. We're, we're arguing over how notable I am. This is not a notable segment no, of our podcast. So not notable. New segment. Um, <laughs> some personal news. Jess told you about her holiday travel, which I'm really proud of you because you foresaw that there would be trouble getting out of Chicago, change yes. your flight. I, on the other hand, um, showed up at the train station. My train was at 311. Uh, I showed up at around 250. So, you know, a nice little buffer. I get there. Turns out my train has been delayed an hour. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of annoying, but it's not the end of the world. Yep. They keep saying on the and loudspeaker, like, uh, train number 2257 will be boarding soon. And I'm like, okay. But I look at my ticket, and it says 2256, but it's for the same time. And I was like, that's weird. What's going on? Uh-oh. Look to the side. I bought it for Saturday and not Sunday. So I panic a little bit. Yikes. Call my dad because while I while I am an adult, there are certain things that you just call your dad about. And I, I really think that when you have a travel situation, you mm-hmm. need someone on the ground with a laptop to Thank like you. get you through it. Like I always call my dad and I'm like, get on your computer, look up in the next flight. Like exactly. you can't do that on your phone while you're at the airport or like train station or whatever. You need someone I need someone in front I need of a keyboard. Ground control. Yes, exactly. Ground control to major star. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so I my, tried to not laugh. And I know, I, I, I know. Not I'm laugh. proud of you. Uh, so my dad tried to buy me the ticket. I was like, I will pay you back just if you can buy the ticket for the next train. I need to get back to New York. He tried. His browser messed up. So now we were both locked out of buying that ticket because he had already had it in his cart. But I couldn't get. So oh I, I called an audible and I just got on the train. <laughs> Without the right <laughs> ticket, I get on this train. I'm high. I'm. This I sort so... of. I put myself in the corner of the cafe car, oh God, and I was hoping maybe the ticket guy wouldn't come around. I. When has that of ever happened? Course of course, of course, the ticket. Around. It's so, Thanksgiving weekend, right? So he comes around as the ticket guy is known to do, and he's like, "Can I scan your ticket?" <laughs> so I just pulled it up and I showed it to him, and he tries to scan it, and he was like, "This is for yesterday," and I was like, "What? That's so weird." No, you don't y- say. Really? I was like, me. me? That couldn't be possible. And t- it was a holiday miracle. He just looked at me, and I think I must have looked really distressed because he just goes, you know what? We'll just lift this one over. And presses a button. The ticket turns green. He's like, there's some wow, seats up front. what a good guy. Isn't that nice? You know what, though? Buying a ticket for the wrong day as an adult who never knows the date because dates Thank are you. somewhat irrelevant. I don't know. what What's the date today? I have no idea. I have it literally no idea. It could be the 25th. No it could be the 29th. I think the 25th was Sunday. I'm looking at my computer. It's the 27th. <laughs> <laughs> it would split the difference. You know, it's sad. The only what? date like I know uh-huh. coming up is December 2nd because that's the college football playoff selection oh. show. Oh, I hate myself. Just <sighs> That's how I measure time. Well, at least you have some way because I don't know any <laughs> dates. I would take that. Um, okay, true gritty. Let's do it. La- so we skipped last week because I forgot to write it. And for, and <laughs> well, I just, you were writing like a, a nice long story for Sports Illustrated. Thank you. 
You yeah, can't write. I was. I want everyone to know there's been some question about where these true gritty chapters yes. and segments come from. I'm writing this. Over the holidays, a family member was like, oh, Charlotte writes those? I thought that was a book you guys were reading. And I was like, no, why would there be a book about... No, we're writing the gritty book. I'm like, the book of who gritty. else would have written a, a gritty book other than us? I mean, someone would have, but it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, no, definitely Just not. saying. We have really... Got the market cornered on this. Okay, so when we last saw Gritty, he was planning to run away from Monster School with the Fanatic, his new friend. They were on the bus to Monster School yes. when the Fanatic was like, let's ditch. And Gritty was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my Aww. cousin over, over Thanksgiving, she was like, when you said hi is Gritty, I almost crashed my car. <laughs> like, oh, God. Well, here we go. She would love a Pat Mahomes interview then. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Gritty and Fanny looked at each other. The ride to Monster School was about two hours. The remote campus was located in the countryside, nestled in the foothills. The brochure made it look lovely and secluded, a beacon of higher learning, where little monsters become the lawyers, congress monsters, and future doctors of Monster World. But Gritty and Fanny both had the same reaction when they looked at it. Dread. Where some saw promise, they saw a prison. So they sat there, determined to make a break for it. When the bus pulled over at a roadside gas station, Fanny poked Gritty in his big orange tummy. Hey, Grit, Fanny whispered. Oh, sorry, wrong voice. Hey, Grit, Fanny whispered. This is our chance. Same voice, but louder. But <laughs> <laughs> we can hop out the back while the driver pumps the gas and hide in the dumpsters behind the station. Are you cool with that? Of course, Gritty answered. I grew up in a trash can. <laughs> the two of them got up and grabbed their little monster backpacks. They towed the chaperone, a small, wiry Muppet who looked like one of the Fraggles from Fraggle Rock but was really just a rat dressed up in Muppet clothes, that they were going to the bathroom. She towed them to hurry. They walked casually around the back of the, <laughs> the station. The says hurry when you say you have to go to the bathroom. They were just pumping gas. Run for it, Fanny said, the minute they were out of sight. The two unwieldy monsters sprinted as fast as they could toward the dumpster. Fanny held it open while Gritty jumped in, then followed. They breathed heavily as they felt the trash nestling around them. Phew, Gritty said. I think we're safe. Oh, do you? A new voice boomed from the trash. Gritty jumped into Fanny's arms. I wouldn't be so sure. Dun, dun, dun. I have no idea who it could be. Well, so stick around. That voice, it could be a booming voice from the darkness of the trash can. They can't see it. who it is. We're leaving you on a cliffhanger. Wow. Wow. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Wow. Uh, do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I, I just, it takes me a second to like transition out of that. That cliffhanger is going to get me all night. Can I'm... you just tell me who it is? I'll tell you when we're not on the podcast. Mouth it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, thanks. That's... <laughs> mm. Don't you guys want to know now? Shoot. This is called... Hooking them. <laughs> this is fun. This is really fun. I just, I'm very grateful to everybody who listens. And yeah, um, this is the funnest thing that I do in my week. So keep listening and yes. tell all your friends. Thank and you. And everyone guys. who sent us videos oh. of their. Everyone, we had the Thanksgiving challenge where we told yes. you guys to show us evidence that your family subscribed. We are going to send you cards. Yes. Um, they might be pictures of cards because. I don't want to set the bar too high, but they will be hand-drawn and written, and we will get them back to yes. you. So, And our MVP, MVP oh, this our week. our MVP, MVP this week. 
at underscore Greg Leisure on Twitter. Okay. Gonna uh, assume his name is Greg. Thank you, Greg. Greg. Or Greg. Greg. Uh, it's a four-panel four tweet. It's the Galaxy Brain meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we'll fir- tweet this out. The first, I yeah, check our Instagram. It's on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First panel says, let's get this bread. Then it says, let's obtain this grain. <laughs> and then it says, let's feast on this yeast. And then the Galaxy Brain Let's yeet this wheat. It's just when I saw that this week, I was like, "This I person, this is the work of a true genius." I was like, "This person gets us and like our sense of humor." This is an artist. Like this is this person understands how my brain works. Greg, if you're ever in New York and you want to come on the podcast, <laughs> you can just have my host seat for, a or week. just send us more memes because that was yeah. Sorry, whoa, I, really I, got ahead of myself there. Why don't you? Why don't you just send us more memes? <laughs> come on the show, stranger. Greg, sent do you us want a our, funny picture? Do you want our podcast? You can have it. <laughs> Uh, all right, congrats uh, yeah. to Greg. Let's eat this wheat is going to be something I start saying. Let's eat this like, wheat every day. I think it's a new meme. I think you heard it here first. Let's eat this wheat. Um, okay, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Do you want to call on Char? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Hello? Hi, Aunt Char. Jessica, hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How was your Thanksgiving? I was just going to ask you the same. Oh, you're so polite. It was uh, interesting. I was at my ex's ex's, as I said last time. Um, tensions ran a little high, but I did come out on top, meaning... Meaning you beat her up? No, I didn't physically assault anyone, okay, Jessica. just making sure. Verbally, maybe a little bit. Did you serve anything on your new Tiffany's serving platter? Yes, I bought a store-bought crayon apple curd pie because I don't bake, um, but I told everyone I baked it, and it was a hit. Everybody loved it. Wow, that's awesome. I have a few questions for you this Oh, week. let's do it. We haven't done questions in a little... Well, I guess we did last week. Are these crowdsourced? These are from our our uh, MVP VPs on Twitter. Oh, fantastic. This one is from Nick... Yeah, <laughs> I can't do last names. Um... <laughs> All right, hit me with Nick's question. What kind of cigarette pairs well with Chardonnay? Well, I mean, I only, I don't smoke for anyone who's asking. That's my official party line, but I do smoke American spirits, and they go really well with the Chardonnay. You know, I mean, anything really does, but I'm, I, old habits die hard. What flavored jewel pod do you think would go best with a Chardonnay? Oh, mango. It's fruity. You've got the nice little hint. Mango. You're so basic, I, not Char. Well, I also don't know any others besides mint, and I, mint and wine seems a little disgusting. I thought you would have said creme brulee. Is that one? I think it, I think it just got banned. What's a jewel? <laughs> is that is that called, is that vapping? <laughs> yes, it's it's vapping. All right, you got another question? Yeah, for me? I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from Kit Ren. Mm-hmm. What wine is best with a new dental crown? Oh my goodness, all of these wine-based questions. I have an I have a what is the word? What is the word? What, um reputation to uphold. Um, literally anything. If you have just had dental work done, I highly recommend being very drunk because your mouth is probably hurting. I agree with that 100%. And maybe, I mean, you know, they say don't mix them with the painkillers, but you didn't hear it here. (laughs) All right. Uh, I have another one. Oh, fantastic. Would it be better if ghosts were real or aliens were real or just both? Ghosts are very real. Have you been in my attic? Have you come over? Have I had you over yet? I have not. Well, next time, Charlotte, if she ever decides to talk to me, next time she's around, you guys have to come over. We'll meet. There's a ghost in my upstairs. Who is it the ghost of? All of my ex-husbands. They just all, there's, some of them are still alive. One of them is, and we, R.I.P. Steven Tyler. (laughs) 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 Ted Kennedy. Oh, sorry, Ted. 
I get them confused. Everybody mixes up Ted Kennedy. The ghost of Ted Kennedy's in your attic? Yeah, he lives in my attic. But sometimes we talk. Do you think aliens are real? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be very surprised if we were the only living creatures in this universe. This is very smart of you. Thank you. I'm much smarter than everybody gives me credit for. You think it's easy to get this many men to marry you? (laughs) With my track record? That's true. Um, oh, wait, hold on one second. Oh, uh, Jessica? Yeah? Uh, Steven, Steven Tyler, speak of the devil. He's actually calling oh, me. I'm going to okay. pop yeah, off yeah, yeah. Go ahead. to go talk to him. Um, okay. But tell Charlotte to call me. Okay, I'll let her know <laughs> when she comes back from the bathroom. She takes a while tell in her there. To, tell her to work that out. My goodness. Okay, bye. Bye, Aunt Char. <laughs> I really, thank you for talking to her every week. <sighs> yeah, I, it's a burden that I have mm, to bear. It's... It's, I'm still not happy with you for making me do that. I know. It's, trust me. Wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> so, Jess, I don't know about you, but I find that getting tickets online can be way too complicated because there are just hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, and it's hard to know who to trust. That's absolutely right. So what should we do? We should use SeatGeek. Well, I agree, because they pull millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go to the Notre Dame playoff game <gasps> and get my tickets from SeatGeek. Wow. Well, you know, that'll be great because SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. You can search multiple ticket sites and every ticket is graded based on value. And they're fully guaranteed. So you're not going to like get to the stadium and be like, oh, this is a fake ticket. Yeah. And now which I is can't huge. go to the game. Um, which has never happened to me, but apparently other people have... I've heard so it happened to some. Oh, see, if they were smart, they would have used Seeky, and it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that, I, have, I would die. I would literally. You would. I die. can't imagine. You'd be a dead person. I would die. I have the Seeky app on my phone, um, and it's the easiest way that both of us, both Jess and I, shop for tickets. Um, and uh, you guys get a present from us today. Um, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. It's literally just free money. Yeah. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code MVP today. That's promo code MVP for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Love that. $10 for free. I also really like their slogan, which is SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That is wonderful. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. What's our slogan? Um, MVP. Most valuable podcast. It's not a slogan. That's literally the name of our show. Okay. Um, most valuable podcast. Oh, I did come up with that one. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, why wait for an award when you can give yourself one? Oh, that's a good one. Which is kind of what I did with the Notre Dame diploma. Yeah. 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 I feel good about that. All right. Our slogan's okay. pretty good. Thanks. So is SeatGeeks. Well, beautiful. Promo code MVP. MVP. Should we cancel? Oh, you know what's canceled this week? Tell me. Romaine lettuce. And not by us, but the CDC canceled this. The Center for Disease Control has decided that romaine is canceled. Yeah, I am mortified. Like, I have eaten romaine for lunch every single day since I started working (laughs) at Sports Illustrated. Well, that's okay. Literally five days a week for weeks. But it was only recently that it became bad for you, right? I who knows? I don't know how My, diseases do I have and lettuce e. coli? works. Do I have a little bit of coli? I have no idea. <laughs> I think you would know. I think I hope so. My mom, Deb, who we're about to call, but she bought five boxes of romaine uh, on the way to pick me up from the train station on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and then looked at her phone when she got in back into the car in the parking lot and saw it had the the warning. 
Oh, God. What's your favorite type of lettuce? Ooh. I mean, I love romaine. I love romaine. I also it's really crunch. like iceberg for the crunch. But I think flavor-wise, I'm into like an arugula spring mix situation. Mm. Yeah, see, what I hate more mm -hmm. than anything is when the spinach like squeaks. Yes. Oh. In your teeth. Oh, I hate it so much. It makes me... I like a spring mix and arugula without the spinach I in get it. like goosebumps when I think about like spinach like... Squeaking, squeaking. Like, squeaky spinach. Uh, like the same with like green beans that squeak. Oh, God. that's why we canceled green bean casserole. You're not wrong. We have so many squeaky vegetables. I hate spinach. I'm gonna start a band called Squeaky Spinach. <laughs> spinach that's like We're not. We're gonna do kids songs. Like raw spinach without salad dressing. I think is canceled too. Okay, because it's the squeak. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, let's call Dem. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jess. Hi, Char. Oh, hello. Hi, Mama slash Deb. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Yes. I'm excellent. What are you up looking, to? I'm looking at the rain. Is it I raining? Think it's pouring here. Oh, man. Yeah. It's very Never sunny mind. and nice in New York right now. It's not. Uh, Is it not? <laughs> Is it sunny? I don't know. We can't see outside. Oh, everyone's I, shaking I their heads. Apparently, it's not sunny. I was like, I don't remember sunny seeing the sun this morning. <laughs> um, oh, well, all right. Well, it. it's Thanksgiving. It's November. It's not supposed to be sunny. I know. Oh. Um, so what have you been up to? What do you have for us this week? Well, I have to tell you, I have been thinking a lot about how mysteries are sports and sports are like mysteries. Yeah. Well, you don't know and what's going to happen in either one. You don't know what's going to happen, but you do know that you're going to get an answer at the end. That mm -hmm. somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, somebody is going to have, uh, I don't know, taken all the paintings and stuck them in a vault where they were eaten by mice or voles. <laughs> so um, have you? This leads reason. me to believe that you've been listening to the the podcast about the heist at the Gardner oh. Museum. I've been listening to Last Scene, which is a podcast that talks, that takes you from the beginning, from when in 1990, um, on St. Patrick's Day or the day after St. Patrick's Day, two men walked, basically walked into the Gardner Museum and stole 13 incredible pieces of art, works of art, and they haven't been found yet, but... The trail, nobody's, the gardener hasn't given up. Mm -hmm. The uh, cast of characters involved in this, and they, I have to say that this podcast is completely riveting. It, it's like one, one of those old-time radio shows must have been. You sat in front of the radio mm -hmm. and you couldn't wait to find out the next episode or who the Lone Ranger was going to save that week. And it is I love fantastic. that. Well, I did listen. You know, when I was a little girl in Maine, there was no television, so we had to listen to The Lone Ranger on the radio. Wow. This is in this summer. It was fabulous. I loved wow. it, probably yeah. more than TV. Anyway, this this story of this theft just reminds me of how wonderful mysteries are, because how often in life do you get a solution? You know, do you get an ending? Do you get to say, wow, we won or justice was served or right. crime doesn't pay? Whatever those things are that you say. <laughs> and um, 
I was I'm loving the story. I mean, it has it is a very have you listened to it, Jess? I after I listen to our podcast six times, um, I do listen <laughs> yeah. to other podcasts, and that is one of them. And it is very good. It's, and I think art heists are sports. One hundred percent. I totally agree. I started listening. Oh, art heists are a sport. You're right. Any kind of heist, like Ocean's Eleven, is my favorite sports movie. Yeah, <laughs> other than Rudy. That's so true. I. That's really good. Because because both of you guys have been listening to it, I started it this morning, and man. That story, that story flows. <laughs> That's it all. It's does. like it's like true gritty. All these cliffhangers. Yes, it's just like true gritty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, actually, it really is like true gritty. I mean, my favorite line. Do you think of that the, the people thing. at WBUR and the Globe are happy that we're comparing their really well-researched podcast? <laughs> we're to giving it. them free press on <laughs> yeah, our true. show, so true. they should be very happy with That's us. True. And also, well, we're comparing wait. them to a future Pulitzer-winning masterpiece about gritty <laughs> Thank you, Jess. So thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, they really, I mean, they have done their homework, and I love it because it's a museum that I know and love. Right. And think, holy mackerel, this story. My favorite line in the whole thing is some FBI agent or some prosecutor is saying, do you know what they had? Do you know who was guarding this museum? Musicians. The gardener had musicians guarding this museum. I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't seem to be the best route. No, one of the musicians actually... What are they going to do, hit him um, over the head with a violin? He would break in, he would take his buddies into the museum in the middle of the night when they were completely stoned on mushrooms. (laughs) That sounds like... Wow, I would, I mean... I know. I'll be home in December, maybe we should... (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is such a great story. So I was just thinking about certainty, and the thing about this podcast about last scene Mm -hmm. is I guess we would all know if the crime had been solved because the paintings would be back. Right. And they're not. Do you think they were destroyed? I hope not. No, I don't know. It's tragic. I don't know. It's just, I mean, when you look at the paintings, I mean, when you, you know, some of them are, are things that everybody, well, you know, that I grew up on because I went to the gardener a lot when I was, much younger and they are so beautiful and we're going to tweet out the pictures from the most valuable podcast of the stolen art (laughs) yeah sports oh good okay it is sports now if you can find them you totally win (laughs) awesome well you heard it here uh, first (laughs) (laughs) if you find the paintings not only do you get a big reward but you won most valuable podcast. You the, you, we, you won the lottery. Yeah, we'll stop making shows because you won. <laughs> if you find <laughs> if the you missing, find the missing art. art. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, you're the best. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Jess. Bye. 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 Jess, I'm glad you got back from Chicago. It was a toughie, but I made it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> It was a tough. I was in. My, I, made it. I mean, I was in my airplane seat. Like <laughs> when you do the when you imitate turbulence on an airplane, it just cracks me. Up. Always get Charlotte. Um, oh man, I have a question for you. What? And this is something you wouldn't tell me until today, until oh, we recorded yes. the podcast. So I'm very excited to finally find out the answer. Why is everyone saying online? Quote, they did surgery on a grape. <laughs> it's so fun. It's it's the newest, want, hottest meme. I want everyone listening to know that yesterday I... So 
for a week when Jess and I were not together because of Thanksgiving. I've seen this and I didn't think to ask because I just didn't. And we got back and we were having lunch yesterday and I was like, wait, so what is the grape surgery? And now I'm really excited to find out. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, instead of explaining this, I'm going to read from New York Magazine because they do a very, they explain Oh, it. is this select all? They're, they're vertical about, like, the internet and memes. I have... No, wait, what? No. What? Sorry, ignore that. No. Sorry, read so, from I'm, New York Magazine. <laughs> I was like, wait. Um, <clears throat> First of all, if you haven't seen the They Did Surgery on a Grape photo, you should check it out. It's a picture of a grape being... The skin being peeled off with, like, surgical equipment. Ooh. Have oh. Oh, God. Have you seen it? No. Wait, you haven't... I haven't seen the picture. That's Is that the picture? <gasps> oh! <laughs> It looks like surgery. Yeah, well, it is. So that's the that's the is gist that the of the meme. Joke? Quote: They did surgery on a grape. It's that simple. The line comes from a 2017 video created by the online video channel Cheddar. In the footage, surgeons demonstrate the precision of their new medical robot by performing the delicate task of peeling the skin off a grape. Oh my god! They actually did surgery on a grape. But it's 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 funny because mm-hmm. it's like the the it's a screenshot from this like viral video and like. You know how like all like video things are just like they dumb it down so you can put like a line of text over an image. Yeah. Like line by line. Yeah. So instead of saying like these surgeons operated on a grape, mm-hmm. it says they did surgery on a grape, which oh is my God. which is like a cat like it's funny because it's like it's a little passive. You don't they. know who they who is. is they? <laughs> and like what is did surgery? Like that's not really how you would like You don't do surgery. You don't, you don't you get operated on or Right, you, or you operate, but then oh. but then people have taken like they always say they did surgery on a grape. They never ask how it's the grape, and it's the sad cowboy over the grape. <gasps> oh my goodness! Look at these memes. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of. I feel like Aunt Char right now. Really I feel like Charlotte just there's became a picture Char of two doctors saying. laying on the ground, and it's like <laughs> two doctors collapse after a 32-hour surgery on a grape. <laughs> <laughs> Me bleeding to death. Nurse, quick! These grapes haven't been operated on yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i can't wait to try one and completely mess it up yeah man runs and screaming after being shot twice can i get a doctor nurse nah we busy it's like a picture of the grape okay i'm into this this you is a great it? no, meme it's, yeah it's it's become the new like my wife left me like it's in all the comments of like viral tweets instead of like my wife left me it's like they, they did, did surgery on a grape. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. You're welcome. Um, speaking of kids, we're going to check in with Martha Stewart real quick because over Thanksgiving, oh she posted a picture. Last time we saw her, she was complaining about how much her Uber sucked and because uh, she was waiting for it outside of Tiffany's because she had ostensibly just been shopping there. This time, she posted a picture of her grandkids eating cupcakes in the shape of Tiffany boxes in that yeah, Tiffany the blue. dessert was probably like $50. But also, I, I highlighted this because you wrote grandkids' kids instead of just grandkids, <laughs> which Her I grandkids thought was really kids. funny. But um, yeah, Martha Stewart loves to just talk about like how like lavish her life is. And it, she lo- she she's just- like, I ordered the most expensive Uber from Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue, where my grandchildren ate... <laughs> A very expensive They're dessert. Probably, they probably had like gold leaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was just absurd. She cracks me up. The Thanksgiving episode of Chopped that she was on was like, oh, was it good? I missed it all time. What did they Great make? Chopped episode. Instead did they give of having like those gingerbread, having appetizer, entree, dessert, they uh, had no. What no? I saw a Chopped once where they oh, gave them okay. a basket of lettuce, a gingerbread house kit, and Coca Cola. Well, what was the fourth item? 
Like, was it romaine? Because that's illegal. It might have been. That's it might fall. No, it was it was another vegetable or soy sauce or something. And I was like, this is rude. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Um, instead of entree appetizer dessert, they had sides turkey dessert. Oh. It was really, and oh, God, it was a phenomenal episode. Wow. Like, it was like. I might go The guy that won, to find that. spoiler alert, uh-huh. was fucking awesome. Was and he? And I'm so happy for him. Yes. Okay. I'll check it out. Um, also, there's one thing I want to say is that. Um, there was this tweet that I saw today, and I'm sorry, I just, I want to call our attention to this because I think it's a very funny thing that I saw. It's um, a screenshot of a Facebook post um, from a band called Witch Rot. Oh, I saw this. Did you see this? On Twitter. Someone, someone posted, um, due to the unfortunate reality of our guitarist fucking my girlfriend of almost seven years, <laughs> Witch Rot will be taking an extended hiatus. I, however, will continue the band in another space and time, being ripe with hate, the music is slowly flowing, and without a doubt will become the most devastating, torturous music I have ever created. Thanks for the support. Stay heavy. Peter. Also, our drummer died. Dot, dot, dot. I don't even know. That, yeah, that's a yeet. That's all, that's all that is. Um... Yeah, it's wow. pretty metal. I've never heard of this band before. Um, it seems like one of those. But I want to very... listen to the music that he writes <laughs> after this about the guitarist. <laughs> and I'll skip their previous work. It's really sad that the drummer died. It's sad the drummer died. But and also, it's really like sad they all good drummers on... die in their prime. Like, R.I.P. John Bonham. Yep. Is that who you're thinking? That's the of? only one I can think of. <laughs> but he's <laughs> like too, one of the most too, famous ones. Two big lead heads over here. I do love Led Zeppelin. I do too. Unironically, uh, same. It's great music to run to because you can put on a song and then eight minutes later you've already finished a mile and exactly. you're still on the same song. It's wow, great. an eight minute mile. Yeah, when I'm when I'm really pushing. When you're really trucking. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I was gonna say that there won't be a Notre rant this week. <laughs> Is there one? Well, we already we already talked about my main my main thing, which okay. was like I'm I'm very happy we're twelve and zero, and I, if we lose the playoff game, I'll be that'll I'll be, be fine. Okay. Like okay. I won't want to kill you. Okay, if oh, we lost you. to USC, like I might take I like it out on I you. I am just the object of your Notre Dame <laughs> it's aggression. It's really just whoever's in closest proximity, and it's to me. usually me. Um, yeah, my my I have a couple a couple things I want to rant about just quickly. Yeah, first thing, Clemson beat South Carolina, <laughs> and Clemson fans yep. got like mad about it, and like were they were mad they only won oh. by like three touchdowns, and then Davo Sweeney had to like talk to a radio station and was like, "If twelve and zero is not good enough, like I'm leaving, mm-hmm. like that's fucked up, and I, it is fucked up." Like apparently some fans were like reaching out to players and were like, "Oh, they were you DMing didn't play them good that enough. They like, didn't play well. Screw you." Which is like, here here's a little rant for you. They're fucking college kids. Wow. Okay. Don't go after <laughs> college <a> kids. <laughs> not you, Charlotte. I am making eye contact with I know, you. I'm like, because you're sitting across from me. But it's not the college kids' fault. Like, even if they fuck up and they lose the game, it's still not their fault. Like, it's never their fault. Yep. You just can't take it out on them. Yep. Don't Agreed. like have like for a older person, and which I'm sure these people were like stupid, like old men. I don't know why. I just like no, they were. they were. If you're DMing um, college students to tell them they're bad at football, you're probably an old man. <laughs> Like, just don't ever do that. And it's like your team went 12 and 0 and you beat your state rival what by more do you want? like a thousand points. Like, it, Clemson fans were just mad they didn't put up 80 because I said earlier in the year that they were going to score 100 points. And I still, there you go. It's my and fault. You, it's, it's, not, it's really not. But that just really grinds my gears. Like, that's a rant. Whereas, like, I, a yep. Notre Dame fan, I'm mm-hmm. like, we beat USC by seven points. And they suck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and we won. So it's cool. But like Clemson fans are like some, like the bad ones are the like. bad ones. I mean, every fan base has bad fans. 
There it is. We're going to end on that note. Every fan base has bad fans. Michigan fans are the worst and they suck. Okay, well, terrible and they lost two games. Thank you guys, as always. Um, Thank you for listening to Most Valuable Podcasts. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Let's eat this wheat. (laughs) 